is every meeting should include time for relationship building, intentional conversation, and application. Relationship building, intentional conversation, and application. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode is powered by Navigators Church Ministries, which focuses on helping churches make disciples who can make disciples. For more information or to get connected, check out navigatorschurchministries.org. Justin, how you doing this afternoon, my friend? Doing great. Jazzed about those Cincinnati Reds, Tony. I'm telling you, what a tear they've been on. We could turn this into a Reds podcast real fast. Five and one right now. Hopefully they're still killing it once uh, once this airs. But. Man, by the time people listen to this, the Reds could be 10 and one, 11 and one, 20 and one, oh. since we don't really know when we're going to release this off the top of my head. Dare we dream. Dare we dream. <laughs> we're going to the pennants. Uh, so funny story. Um, I was going into a... A disciple-making relationship with a, a dear friend of mine the other day, and I realized when I pulled into the parking lot that I had forgotten to write anything down about what we were going to talk about. How, on a scale from one to ten, how much anxiety would that have given you? Uh, let's. How long have I been discipling the guy? Well, Is that that's a big factor well, in anxiety I don't know. Let's, on this. Let's say two months. Okay, so probably an eight. Yeah, a lot of anxiety, right? Yes. So one of the interesting things uh, about this for me is that I didn't have much anxiety about the meeting, but I was disappointed that I wasn't as prepared as I wanted to be. Like if, if I think about my personal failures as a disciple maker, not having a plan for a disciple making meeting is probably the number one culprit of my personal guilt. <laughs> uh, I, uh-huh. So, so I, I thought today we could talk about disciple-making meetings and what do they look like. Now, I, I'm much more relational in my meetings. How would you describe your relationships? I know we've talked about this a little bit. Yeah, so I am more naturally intentional. Uh, as you said in the past, you're more naturally relational. And I think most disciple makers are more naturally one or the other. So I got to work hard at being relational in meetings. Yeah, and I have to work hard at being intentional in meetings. Sure. Yep. And so I I bet that there's somebody listening right now who identifies with one of us, or maybe they've got split personalities and they identify with both of us. Right. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what is in a meeting. You know, what what goes into a disciple-making meeting? What does it look like? And... um, and maybe even start with, you know, the dangers of, of being too far one or the other. Right. Okay. Uh, so one illustration that, that I've thought of is um, a shower illustration. Okay. So if you're in the shower and it's super cold, uh, the first thing you're going to do is hop out. Right. Mm. And you'll be like, ah, I don't like this. Um, and I think that's what being in a disciple making relationship is like if you are too intentional. Uh, and you don't have relationship. Oh, that very makes sense. Much, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and not only do people not like it, they're not going to stay in it very long. But if somebody is too relational and not not intentional enough, it's almost like being in the shower where you're gradually turning up the heat and turning up the heat, and then you get out and realize you got marks on your back or whatever from it being too hot. That if you're too relational and not intentional enough, uh, they might not run away, but you are actually doing damage to them. 
because you're calling something disciple making that is actually just friendship. Mm. And so you're giving them an image or a picture of what disciple making is or should be that actually isn't going to impact people the way that we desire and God's designed disciple making to impact them. So you don't want to be too hot, don't want to be too cold, not too relational, not too intentional. You kind of want the uh, the middle ground there. Um, and just to clarify what we're talking about in this episode, uh, we're talking about the scheduled times that we have with our disciples. So Jesus said in, in Mark 3.14, when he called the 12 to him, he appointed 12, designated them apostles that they might be with him. That was the first thing he called them to is to be with. And so as we're discipling, part of what we're striving to do is have some with him or with her time for the ladies where you're just grabbing time with them. Hey, I'm, my son's got a game. Do you want to come along? Or, hey, I'm going over here. Do you, do you want to go? Or I'm watching this game. Can you come over? Right. And so those sorts of um, experiences uh, and times with the person you're discipling is a little bit different. We're talking about, though, the scheduled, intentional times that you might have on with some regular um, frequency. Yeah, they're they're um, very intentional, right? Like they're very very much um, planned. Hopefully, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> and uh, and you go in there with an idea about what you're going to talk about. And so I, I think you know I, I think it's it's best to start with a little bit of an overview on what should be included, or, or you know. Should is a hard word, but what, what, typically, typically that's yeah. a better word, or kind of some of the things that we found success with. Because one of the positions that Justin and I have always taken is that if there's a better way to do it, then do it, right? Like we're not married right. to this method, but this is the method that we found has been most um, complete, most involved, most help people stay the most connected. Yes. Yep. And so we're not married to methods, but we're anchored in principles. And like we often say in this podcast that Jesus style disciple making. And so the things that we'll share as far as our methods come out of those principles, right? Um, Tony, what are some of those things that um, broadly speaking uh, should be included? Yeah. And we mentioned a little bit of these about like how to invite someone uh, into a disciple making relationship. I think it was around episode 11. If you recall, if you if you're a subscriber, you know you've already heard this one. If you're not a subscriber, now's a great time to hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much for for doing so. But in episode 11, how to invite someone, we talked about three major areas, right? And, and the first one you've already touched on a little bit is relationship building. Relationship building is the with him time, with him time um, outside of the meeting, and then in the meeting, like, hey, how's your life? How's your wife and kids? Like, how are the things that occupy your brain space, right? In, in our meetings, we will, one of the, the areas that we are passionate about is the Reds. So some of our relationship building time ends up being about the Reds. Yep. And luckily, you know, you and I have been doing this long enough together where the relationship building time comes quick. And so it's not, uh, it doesn't feel like a lot of work. Right. And I'd say for most people, it feels the most natural. Yeah. Right? That especially once you've been meeting together for a while. Now, maybe those initial meetings, it feels a little bit awkward to some of us who are more intentional. But once there's a friendship there, the relational part is normally pretty easy. And for some people who are very relational, this is the part that could creep into and dominate everything 
you know, in the meeting. And so that's what, one of the things that we have to be careful of at times. Yeah, certainly guilty of that many, many times where I will go into a meeting and we end up talking about someone's life the whole time and we never actually get to the next two parts, which are equally important. The, the next one I would say is life and ministry skills, right? And, and this is the uh, scripture reading. This is how to read scripture. This is scripture memorization. These are kind of the tools of the trade. You know, we've talked about the tools before. This is making sure that the person you're meeting with has got something that they can take with them for when they to go, go and make disciples. Now, th- this is critically important not to miss this phase because this is how we get out of personality-based disciple-making, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and I'm sure you've seen it time and time again. When we don't give someone life and ministry skills, we end up spending a lot of time getting to know someone, which is great, right? There's a space and a place for that. But then there's no reproduction on the other side of it. Right. Or not only would there be no reproduction, but a lot of times, too, you're just playing defense every meeting. And what I mean by that is all that you're doing is responding to the active fires that are going on in the person's life. When really, if there was some intentionality or some offensive, um, intentional communication and help towards some issues that are going on in their life, you might be able to help them stop having those persistent problems that they keep coming. Yeah, that's right. Right. We're talking about rebuilding some foundations here. Now, if you're a pastor or you have a pastoral role in your community, I will tell you that um, one of the dangers is that there has to be a difference between pastoral counseling and uh, intentional disciple making. And And life and ministry skills is ultimately where it comes in. So the third area is character development. Now, the character development, this is this could sometimes be the most tenacious part of a meeting or a growth part and and obviously, you know, this is not going to go in some sort of order, right? You're going to if there's a huge character development thing, you're probably just going to jump into it right out of the gate cuz mm-hmm. you don't want to spend the last 10 minutes of the time that you have together going, "Oh, by the way, let's talk about this character defect or this thing I see or this uh, in some cases, it's a you know a, a question or a sin or something that you're going to push somebody's character on, and, and you know we do this for two reasons. One is to help them be more like Christ, and one is it creates vulnerability so they can do the same back to you, mm-hmm. right? This is certainly not unilateral, but it's it's bilateral in the sense that both of us are going to be doing character development, and uh, and and I think it's an important part of of building the relationship, and it's also an important part of, uh, it's a great way to implement some of those life and ministry skills, right? Yeah. And that last piece of character development is is one that some people feel really uncomfortable with um, because it's not a normal part of relationships, whether they're family relationships or friendships. Um, that just doesn't happen much in our culture. But I can say for me, um, for those who have invested in my life, when they've been when they've loved me enough to share things like that, it's provided the most rapid growth uh, for me because they were things that were below my awareness level. And so I wasn't able to address those things. I couldn't even see them. They were blind spots for me. And so when they cared for me enough to talk about them, it was hard to hear. It was hurtful, but it was the kind of hard, hurtful thing that later on you look back on and you're like, I know they did it because they cared about me. Mm. And it was really helpful. Yeah, and, and eventually what happens is, I think, at least for me, and I, I think for you too, I'm not speaking out of turn, is that eventually when you get somebody who's willing to share that character development, you go and seek it out. 
I mean, you and I have both shared, you know, circumstances or thoughts and then asked the question, was I being a jerk here? You know, because we can be jerks. Possible. Possible. (laughs) Just ask our wives. Uh, But, you know, that's kind of the idea, right? So, again, to kind of recap briefly, uh, relationship building, life and ministry skills, character development, um, all of those go into the idea of what needs to be included in a, in a good disciple-making meeting from our perspective. Anything I missed there, Justin? No, that sounds great. I think, yeah, it's those three things. But let's talk a little bit about in a, in a meeting, let's say you had an hour and a half that you were sitting down with okay. somebody. All right. uh, what might that look like for you? And then I can share what, you know, kind of from my perspective, what it normally looks like. Yeah, for me, normally, it'll look like if I had 90 minutes, it'll look like 80 minutes of relational building, five minutes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, 30, 30, 30 is, is about right. You know, 30 minutes of relationship building, 30 minutes of life and ministry skills, 30 minutes of, you know, what character development or even application there okay. and some of that jazz. You know, like, I think that the more that you do this, at least in my experience, the, the grayer it becomes when you transition from one to the other. So keeping time is hard. Um, but I always plan to make sure that, you know, when I'm doing it well, that I've got a, a little space for this, you know, relational building, space for, you know, intentional disciple making, life and ministry skills, character development, space for application, and, and ideally weaving it all together to form a really nice cohesive time that is is fruitful. I mean, I think right. the best meetings go by really fast. Yeah. And then sure. all of a sudden you're like, wow, we did that. We did that thing. We're at a, I promise out, you know, I try to try to be respectful and right. I'm as scheduled as you are. So like, there's always another meeting coming. So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What about you? Yeah. Similar. Um, you know, generally about a third of the time relational, a third intentional around something that I thought about before and prayed over and felt like this was something important for us to talk about. And then a third of it, you know, um, it could be character development sometimes, but a lot of times that is intermittent, right? So I don't see something between every meeting that we need to talk about. It's it's infrequent that I'm bringing something like that up. Um, But what happens normally in the last third is bringing our discussion down to where the rubber meets the road and developing, like you mentioned, some application, right? All right, so what are we going to do? What is God calling us to do? which then helps us into the next meeting because we'll touch back on that, right? Of, okay, well, you said you're going to do this. I said I was going to do this. Right. How'd it go, right? Smart so. smart goals, typically. We would, yes. would kind of go through there, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-sensitive. We want to make sure we hit all this. Now, Justin, you and I have taught this to numerous people. We've shared it before. We've done these things. Um, one of the pushbacks that I get from people it's like, man, I don't want to go into a, a meeting with a friend and feel like I have to get to a desired outcome, right? Like, in other words, how, how is this different than manipulation? How is this different from me being programmatic? Or how is this different from those kind of pushbacks that we often hear, especially in the church, where this kind of relationship is somewhat uncommon? Right. Yeah. And I've, I've gotten that question, too. Um, in my observation, it comes from people who are typically more relational, uh, in just their being. What? Yeah, I know. Um, and at first, it was hard for me to even get my mind around. I'm like, what, what do you mean? And they're like, well, yeah, because you know, we didn't really know, go into friendship and like, you know, prepare something or plan something. Mm-hmm. And 
um, as someone who's really intentional, um, you know, and has anxiety around social interaction a lot of times, I'll go to a social interaction thinking about a question or two that I can even ask them. And so to me, that's just a way that I love people, right? Because I want to have a positive interaction. In disciple making though, and I want to hear your thoughts as a relational, because I know you've you've had to work through this question yeah. at a personal level. But um, for me, one one other important part with disciple making is this isn't just a friendship, right? This is friendship plus, right? And so if it's friendship plus, then that means there's more to it. And since there's more to it, part of the more is that I want them to make disciples too. And I can't expect them to reproduce what happens below the level of their awareness. And so I need to bring awareness to them of not only what we're doing um, in the whole of, of disciple making, but also sometimes of, hey, you know, I thought about this before, you know, over the past week, and I'd like to talk to you about it. Like, so they know, like, oh, well, Justin's coming in with a plan here. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, for me, it's really helped to think about it um, in terms of sports. Now, I'm a sports guy, right? But like, uh, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, everyone knows what the end of the game looks like. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about disciple making, I often think that the difference between what we do in a disciple making meeting and what we do over a cup of coffee is we have a common end game. And so in the very early on of the meetings, and we've talked about this before, th we set a vision of what we're trying to do here, mm -hmm. right? I, I don't, I mean, this, the risk of sounding somewhat arrogant, I don't need any more friends, but I have a mission that I feel burdened by God to carry out in the world, a burden in a good way. You know, I, I want to make disciples who can make disciples. And if we don't set the goal on this early and often, I think we end up just passing the ball back and forth, so to speak, and we, it never actually goes in the net, hmm. you know? And I, I want the ball to, I want I want to score, right? right. Like I always, yeah. I always want to score, right? Like right. I'm a super competitive guy. So when I think about it from a, a team perspective, getting everybody on the same team begins with a common goal, a common end game, that vision of disciple making. And I know, and I think you know too, that Disciple making is by far one of the most transformational things that I've ever been a part of. Yeah. And I want that for every guy that I meet. Right. Every guy that I meet with. I want yeah. that for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I love that because that is, it's saying essentially that we got to be on the same page of what we're doing here. Yeah. Right. So if we're trying to disciple somebody and they just think they're in a friendship, that's going to be problematic on a lot of levels. Right. But if we're explicit about, the invitation into a disciple-making relationship. And we're explicit about the expectation that we have that someday they will go and do this with somebody else. Then it, it kind of takes that tension off the table a little bit as far as manipulation. Because when I'm not manipulating you, we're just doing what we agreed to do. Right. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, I, I think it's really important to be clear. I have friends who I'm not discipling. Yep. Right. I have... Um, I have people that I see for pastoral counseling. I have marital counseling. Yeah. You know, I have all the meetings that I have, right? And they are all different. Yep. And so I don't go into my friendships with the same level of preparedness that I do marriage counseling. And I don't go into marriage counseling with the same level of preparedness that I go into disciple making, right? I, I treat it as an intentional act to serve and honor a God who tells us to go, therefore, and make disciples. Yeah, I love that. 
Uh, let's touch on just for a second, Tony, the things that we didn't talk about, right? So we're talking about how, what do you do in a meeting with the person that you're discipling? We didn't talk about curriculum. Right. We didn't talk about books. Yep. We didn't talk about Bible studies. Um, now, it, it, does that mean we should never do any? We didn't even talk about the Bible. Does that mean that we don't use any of that ever? What, what, what's the place of that? Uh, we absolutely use them. And you, um, I'm sure you remember, and, and if you're a subscriber, you certainly heard the episode where we've talked about tools, right? All of these things have a place as a tool. But the, the basic of the meeting is Jesus, me, and another person, right? And from there, and, and a little bit of planning, we can make anything happen. And I think that that's... That's really important. Now, obviously, the Word of God is the most foundational tool that we use, and it's right. present in everything else. And I wouldn't even recommend a book that's not grounded in the Word of God. But right. but at, at the end of the day, like the meeting is centered around following Jesus, and that's what that means. Yeah, amen. Yeah, because we want to be having the disciples that we're working with in the Word and becoming uh, the Word a part of them, that they're abiding with Jesus in the Word, through the Word, uh, we can do that with some books. We can do that with some curriculum, some Bible studies. But there's also a lot of those things that somehow become a substitute for the Word, and we got to be careful about that. Um, but our what we're talking about is at a broad 30,000-foot level. Yeah, macro. Exactly. What do these meetings look like? There is a lot of flexibility and style preference that comes out in, okay, the details how do we unfold this within a particular relationship? And that is impacted by not only who you are as a disciple maker, but also by the person that you're discipling because you have to understand who they are and their preferences and needs as well. Uh, Tony, we're, we're running short on time here. So can you tell us uh, our takeaway and action step for today? Yeah, the takeaway for this week's episode is every meeting should include time for relationship building, intentional conversation, and application. Relationship building, intentional conversation, and application. And the action step, hey, assess your current disciple-making meetings and plan to improve them. Whether maybe you need a little bit more intentionality, maybe a little bit more relationality. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> I love it. You, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And I'm thankful for you. And I'm thankful to, to be on this journey with all of you. Do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a rating or review. Maybe share this episode with a friend, a pastor, or somebody you're discipling. Get on the same page. Let's see what God's going to do. Thank you guys so much. We'll connect next week.